Chapter 6 God Still Grants Spiritual Sight As difficult as it may be for some of us to accept, many rational, well-balanced Christians routinely see spiritual entities such as angels and demons. Of course, the Bible is full of examples of people who encountered spiritual beings. Unfortunately, many today discount and some deny their God-given gift of spiritual sight. Why is that? First, in many cases, it's because they are afraid of what they see. They have little or no appreciation for their gift because they have not been taught the value of their gift and how it's to be effectively used in ministry. Second, some are reluctant to accept their gift because they've been misunderstood by others. They see things in the spirit realm, yet are reluctant to admit it to others, for fear of being judged or rejected. When we mention this in public teaching, people often approach us privately to express gratitude for our acceptance and affirmation of them and their experiences. Many of these spiritual warriors have never found anyone with whom they could share this phenomenon. Bottom line, God has uniquely equipped some of us with spiritual sight. A Christian psychologist called one day to question my, Eddie, judgment. Reverend Smith, she said, one of my patients recently came to you for ministry, and you told her she's not hallucinogenic. That's right. But, sir, she sees things that aren't there. I said, she sees things. The psychologist interrupted, she sees things that are there? The spirit realm is weird. If you don't think so, just read your Bible. Every time anyone saw or encountered spiritual entities, it was strange. Angels typically appeared saying two words, fear not. This experience can be frightening, yet spiritual sight and hearing are gifts God initiates. These revelatory abilities are His gifts to the church. Spiritual sight and hearing are necessary tools to do the spiritual work of God. Let's identify affirm, and instruct those who have them. If we provide them with a workable system of accountability and guidelines on how to submit to leadership, these valuable, gifted people will feel safe to risk sharing at the proper time, in the proper way, what they sense the Lord may be saying or doing. Most importantly, let's not allow what God has meant to be a call be wrongly diagnosed as a curse. The argument that prophets were only for Old Testament time and the first century church is biased thinking. If pastors, teachers, evangelists are still needed, then why not the prophet and the apostle? The word of God is not like a buffet dinner where we take what we want and leave what we don't want, nor is it like the fast food giant Burger King where we have it our way. Until the church reaches unity in the faith and attains to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, we should honor the ministry of true prophets and apostles along with pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13.